0: The Islanders offense disappears in a disappointing loss to the Coyotes. We have our key takeaways, plus, we preview this weekend's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. All that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Icewars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so please uh, follow and make sure you join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans at game time or at any time, so please get in touch on Twitter whenever you want to. We have got plenty to discuss, but first... A disappointing game for the Islanders against the Arizona Coyotes. The Islanders manage only 24 shots on goal, and the offense really just struggled. They're going up against an Arizona Coyotes team that admittedly they're playing pretty well, but they are not as good top to bottom when you look at the roster as the Islanders. The Islanders are at home. And I'm not going to say they completely overlooked Arizona, but the urgency didn't seem to be there early. And just offensively, this team was flat overall during this game. And, you know, you look up and down this list, to me, this game was encapsulated in a power play the Islanders had later in the game, third period where you're down one to nothing the islanders had this power play they took eight shots at the goal and none of them got through they were either blocked by the coyotes who did a very good job of blocking shots or they went wide of the net the islanders weren't winning enough 50-50 puck battles and most importantly they just they're passing was not very sharp in this game. And you go up and down the list with the shots on goal. J.G. Pajot, Josh Bailey, Casey Sizikas, Oliver Wallstrom, all of them failed to record a shot on goal in this game. And just overall, no player on this team had more than three shots on goal, and two of the three players that had three shots were defensemen, Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov. The only forward with three shots on goal in this game, Zach Parise. Overall, it, it just wasn't the kind of performance that you expect from the Islanders offensively, it was sort of like a regression to some of the struggles they had last year. And, you know, this is the second time they've been shut out in the last week and a half or so. And it's the only two games they've lost. So they've got to do better offensively. And, you know, you think about it. You look at the statistics. One area the Islanders played exceptionally well and dominated in was the face-off circle, but they didn't do anything with it. J.G. Pajot, 18-5, and 18 out of 23 in the face-off circle. Brock Nelson, 14 out of 19. Casey Zizekas, 6 out of 9. But what does winning face-offs do? Well, it gets you possession of the puck. And guess what? They didn't do anything with it. They just weren't sharp. They didn't seem to be playing with purpose. They didn't seem to be uh, just going places with the puck that created quality scoring chances. And as a result, you end up losing this game. couple of shout-outs. Six hits for Kyle Palmieri. He unexpectedly led the team in hits. And five block shots for Noah Dobson. Again, two players who don't necessarily fill those two roles getting the job done. But the power play didn't get the job done. And the the bright spots, the faceoff circle, team defense was pretty good. And Ilya Sorokin was very good. He saved 27 out of 28 shots. And he deserved a better fate. The first period, both teams were kind of flat. The second period picked up and got more physical. But I think the Islanders had three shots on goal in the whole period. They just looked lethargic offensively. And, you know, we've talked about Matt Barzal and how Barzi we weren't worried about the, the no goals because he was creating offensively and skating and passing He skated against uh, the Coyotes, but he didn't have the purpose that he usually has. His skating didn't lead to offensive opportunities. And, you know, again, passing up some quality shots, not hitting the net when you had the opportunity, and just overall struggling to get any kind of rhythm. This was a bad game, and... Great teams, really good hockey teams. When they don't play their best, they find a way to win. And the Islanders just did not do that last night. And it was just a, a disappointing overall performance. Was it a horrible game? No. It wasn't fun to watch as far as that goes. I mean, what, what were the highlights? The Matt Martin-Josh Brown fight? Eh. A uh, couple of really good saves by Sorokin? Yeah, there, there was that. But there wasn't just a lot of excitement going on in this game. And if you look at the shot chart, the one thing that the Islanders did not do was get quality shots on goal. And I'm I'm doing the math. Maybe out of their shots on goal in this game, out of the 24, seven of them were in that high danger area. The the Arizona Coyotes, who are not known as a great defensive team by any stretch of the imagination, did a very good job of keeping the Islanders along the boards and back near the point and on the perimeter, and the Islanders couldn't overcome it. And when you do that, when you don't get quality scoring chances, this is not an Islanders team that's going to score a lot of pretty goals. You've got to get the puck in deep. You've got to get those tips, those rebounds, the dirty goals. Um, They didn't do it. And the result is predictable, a disappointing loss for the New York Islanders. Now, hopefully they can rebound. They have another game against a struggling team in the Columbus Blue Jackets Saturday. We will preview that game coming up right after this. And I'll tell you the keys for an Islanders win. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey, maybe Saturday's game against Columbus, you feel the Islanders are going to do well. Maybe you want to make it more interesting and more exciting by placing a bet. Head over to BetOnline. Use the website or your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so the Islanders right now going to face the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday. And Columbus coming off a 5-2 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. That ends their losing streak. And the other good thing, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, they get Eunice uh, Corpusalo, their goaltender, Back in the lineup, and he picked up his first win against Philadelphia. So we have to see who ends up playing in goal against the Islanders. Columbus, a team that is struggling. They are in last place in the Metropolitan Division right now. They came into the Thursday game against the Flyers, 31st in the league in goals scored and 30th in goals against. Their power play was ranked dead last in the league. Penalty killing, 14th, a little bit above the middle of the league. This is a team that made some changes. They got Johnny Goudreau, and he's not off to an outstanding start. Uh, in his first 12 games, 5 goals, 9 points. That's not what you hope for. We know Patrick Lanay has missed time. He's got only 3 points in 6 games. This is a team that should be better than their record. But right now, they're just not finding the consistency that they need. They're taking, uh, just, you know, looking disorganized more than anything else, especially defensively. You look at the lineup, they are getting healthier again, and that is a reason for optimism in Columbus. Top line, Boone Jenner centering Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Lanay. That is a dangerous top line that the Islanders are going to have to account for. Jack Roslevich centers Gustav Nyquist on the left. Emil Bemstrom on the right. Is, that's the second line. Cole Sillinger, son of former Islanders center. Uh, he is the third line center. Eric Robinson and Igor Chinikov are his wingers. And then Brandon uh, Gaunt centers Liam Foody and Matthew Olivier. Uh, on the fourth line. Zach Warensky and Nick Blankenberg are the top pair. Defense, Andrew Peak and Vladislav uh, Gavrikov are the second pairing, and Jack Bean and Eric Gabranson are the third pair. As we mentioned, the goalies, Eunice Corposalo and Elvis uh, Merzlikens. Elvis would be next up if they're going to be alternating. We'll have to see. On the IR right now, Adam Boakvist and Justin Danforth. Jakub Voracek is out of the lineup, and Sean Curley is listed as day-to-day, so we have to see whether he is able to come back and play for Columbus against the Islanders. You know, one thing the Islanders need to do in this game, number one, you can't let that top line beat you. And whether they put Pajot's line or the identity line out there against Jenner, Goudreau, and Lane, they can't let that trio have time and space because they are dangerous players. They are snipers, goal scorers. There's a reason that the Islanders were allegedly interested in Johnny Goudreau this offseason or that Islander fans thought if Patrick Lane was available after they... Signed Goudreau because they couldn't afford to pay them both, and they did find a way, but that surprised a lot of people. They would be interested in Lanay as well. It all comes down to the fact that that first line is very, very dangerous. The other thing is the Islanders need to get pressure on the shaky Columbus defense, and the best way to get that pressure is the aggressive forecheck. The Islanders are capable of, and I I think they should be able to skate. I can see Matthew Barzal having a big game against Columbus. I could see him possibly scoring that elusive first goal, and I could see the Islanders theoretically scoring four or five goals against Columbus because the Blue Jackets are just not a great defensive team as of right now. None of their goalies uh, going into the Thursday night game have a save percentage above 90. 893 is the highest of the save percentages. Elvis Merzlikens, an 863 save percentage and a 4.82 goals against average. That's just not numbers that you can hang your hat on. The Islanders' offense has to be able to come through and get the job done. Columbus, 4-9 and nine on the year. Eight points in 13 games. The Islanders are 9-6. and six. This is a game at home against a struggling team that the Islanders need to find a way to win. And again, we talk about, you know, good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Well, look. The Blue Jackets had lost five straight games before beating the Flyers. They're a little healthier. They're a little more dangerous. But the Islanders have, this is a game they have to win. And hopefully they will find a way to do just that. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast, our Islanders birthday of the day. I'll tell you, it's a current Islander. Let's see if you can guess who it is. But uh, we've got that and some important closing thoughts, more on uh, key takeaways from the game against Arizona. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and today Memorial Day. Uh, excuse me, Veterans Day. Why do I always get them confused? Veterans Day is uh, is the 30th birthday of Islanders center J.G. Pajot. The native of Ottawa, Ontario, drafted by the Ottawa Senators in the fourth round of the 2011 entry draft and made his NHL debut in 2012 2013. Joined the Islanders at the trade deadline in 2019 2020, had 18 goals and 39 points with the Islanders last year. And that was his most complete season. His career best year was 2019-2020. 26 goals, 42 points that year. And, you know, the the, the thing about Pajot, he does so many different things well. We talked about how good he is in the face-off circle. We know he's a solid checker and can play defensively. He can kill penalties. He can give you minutes on the second power play unit if you need it. So, and he can be physical on occasion as well. So, J.G. Pajot, even though, you know, here's a guy who's only 5'11", 185 pounds, by no means a big guy, but he's not afraid to check, to back check, to forward check, to body check, and to stand up for his teammates. We're going to go back and look at one of J.G. Pajot's better games as an Islander. Not too far back, obviously, February 13th, 2021, at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders hosting the Boston Bruins, Tuka Rask, the goalie for Boston, Semyon Varlamov in the net for the Isles, and in the first period, Boston getting on the board first, Brad Marchand, his ninth, from Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak at 841, Isles down by a goal. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, J.G. Paggio answers his third, Ryan Pulak and Leo Komarov with the assist at 11:36 That ties the game at 1-1. And then Jordan Eberle makes it 2-1 Isles, his sixth. Brock Nelson, Scott Mayfield, the assist at 15-16. 2-1 Islanders after the first period. In the second, the Bruins tie it on a goal by Patrice Bergeron, his seventh. Marchand and Pasternik again with the helpers. And it's... At 16:51, that's the only goal of the second period, we're even at 2-2 two and two after two periods. In the third, Pasternak gets called for hooking, and the Islanders take advantage. Matthew Barzal, his six, from Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle at 5-30, that gave the Islanders a 3-2 lead, and then, later on in the period, with Eberle off for high sticking, J.G. Peugeot, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets a shorthanded goal, his fourth, of the year. Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, with the assist of 14:32, That made the final score 4-2 Islanders. Islanders basically with 42 shots on goal to just 30 for Boston. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, J.G. Pajot, two goals. He was a plus two. He had a shorthanded goal and an even strength goal, and he led the Islanders with seven shots on goal. Next highest was Noah Dobson with five Varlamov, 28 saves to earn the win. But uh, we want to wish a very happy big 3-0 to J.G. Pajot. Pajot is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Some closing thoughts. I'm not panicked about this, this game. It was a flat performance overall, especially offensively. The defense was fine. Look, you you give up one goal and an empty net goal, so you give up, even if you say two goals in a game, you're going to win most of the time. But what it does do, in my mind, is that it reminds us that this team still needs help offensively. And hopefully, hopefully, Lou Lamorello is seeing the same thing that we're all seeing, and that is that this team needs to add that bona fide goal scorer that is going to get them to that next level. Without it, there will be more nights like this where, you know, okay, the Islanders played well enough defensively to get the job done, but offensively, they were just AWOL. And you can't have that. You just can't have that. So just like the loss last Saturday in Detroit, this is their second time they're being shut out in the last four games. And the offense has to get a little bit better. Now, your next two opponents, Columbus and Ottawa, not known for their defensive prowess. If the Islanders struggle in those two games, the the urge for better offense becomes even stronger and there are just players out there on this roster that need to do more offensively and get things going. And and look, the list unfortunately is fairly long. Oliver Wallstrom, fairly invisible in this game. Uh, Barzi didn't have a great game. Bailey didn't have a great game. Uh, you know, Even Pajot, offensively, didn't have a great game, was very good in the face-off circle. But this team needs a little bit more offensively from their top three lines in order to get to the next level. And the defensemen weren't as active in this game as far as stepping up and getting into the play offensively. And that is something that this team relies on to create offense because their offense is so inconsistent i want to thank you again for making locked on islanders your first listen now for your next listen check out the locked on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day it's available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back Monday with our key takeaways from the game against Columbus, and we'll preview the game against Ottawa, plus all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. Join me on Twitter during the game and to keep up with the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. Have a great weekend. Thank you to all of our veterans for all you've done for this country, and happy Veterans Day to everyone. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.